Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest met years ago, and uh, we share a common trait, and uh, the trait that I'm speaking about is the bass guitar. And I want to talk about the bass guitar before I bring him here on the show, because I want you to understand how important it is to me to talk about E, A, D, and G, okay? These four strings, and if, yeah, if you're... A player who does, you know, B-E-A-D-G. Okay, cool. But for me, E-A-D-G mean a lot. It means the pulsation of the room. It means the dance floor. It means basically the glue of the band. I mean, the drummer's got to do some things too, but the bass player is the one really who makes it all gel. Tonight's guest uh, has done the work. He's, he's incredible on the instrument, and he's doing things that are so amazing that he's gone ahead and recorded his own album, which is just his pure imagination coming to life in the moment, right? So some people who are bass players, and if you are a bass player and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He made a whole album, you know, like that takes a long time. You have to be, uh, you know, quick on your game. You got to be quick on your feet to, you know, feel rhythms and harmonies. And most importantly, the groove, you know, it's all about the groove. He's been in great local bands such as the Funky T and, um, you know, most of those, some of those band mates, I uh, actually, I think I was a substitute teacher for some of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it was such a crazy experience, you know, for an educator to like, you know, get older and then see like the students grow up and then like continue the tradition of like the local, (laughs) like, we're going to rip, you know? So with that being said, please welcome to episode 269, Koopa Loop in the lounge tonight. (laughs) Hey, Bob. So, What's this up? album, this album is big. This al- this album has such sonic sounds. There's some great footage of you out there. I mean, mm-hmm. like, what do you want people to think of when they hear Koopa Loop? Oh, um, I don't know. Just feel good, and to know that the bass can do so much more than people think, and what people assume mm-hmm. it does. They, they they think more or less that it's like just like uh, another one bites the dust. Don't, don't I mean, don't. can I even? That's like- more credit than most people would give the bass. Um, one of the most common comments I've gotten playing bar gigs and like stuff like that. It's always some like random old boomer dude, and he'll just be like, he'll come up to the band on the break and, or like right before we're going to play. Yeah. It's usually before we play actually. And he'll be like, Oh, like, what do you guys play? What kind of stuff do you do? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, checking out all the gear and like looking at me like, Oh, you've got to like looking at the pedal board or like, what are you even doing? Or like, and they'll make some kind of joke about the bass player and like, what do you like? Doesn't even matter what you think. Oh player. yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Oh, you just walk this land do? with no purpose, right? You're the nomad who doesn't mm-hmm. understand anything about nothing. I have gotten that too, you know, like the afterthought, you know, mm-hmm. but like they have no idea that they're actually dancing to what I am doing with my fingers right. or pick, you, you know. If the bass player stops, it's like 
Even if people don't notice, oh my the whole, God, band, you were, the whole okay. band will be like, "Good point, Coop." The fuck? When you stop playing bass, and I, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, I was on the rooftop of uh, Top of the World, maybe five, and I was in Judah Kim and Assassination. I just couldn't hear what was going on in my left ear, and like I just got so confused in the song, and I just stopped, and like I just felt three faces just go like, you know what I mean, like right mm -hmm. on you because it's the death like stare. the death stare. Uh -huh. yeah. But there was one time that happened. Uh, I can't remember. What the name of the bar was? I was playing with my friend's dad's band. They're called Rick and MC. And some guy said that to me. And then we played, and we played um, Moondance. And they let me have a solo, and I just like went crazy and like ripped mm. it up. And half the time, I just like stared at this dude. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> while I was doing it, and the yeah. whole crowd like, ah, fuck yeah, like. Yeah. And then, like, not everyone heard this interaction that happened. But on the break, I went back up to him. Mm -hmm. He was just like, hey, how you doing? And he was like, I'm sorry, I said that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You are sorry. <laughs> Buy me a drink. He did. He bought me a beer. Good, good. That's the way that the story should should wrap up, that he, he definitely can see that there's a lot more to it. Yeah. How, how did the bass guitar find you? How did it find me? Um, it starts a little before that. I started on drums, actually. Hmm. Um, I played snare drum in the school band uh, in fourth and fifth grade. And then I got a drum set and mm -hmm. took lessons at um, Music and Arts. Place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it Music I, well, and Arts? I, I took lessons when it was called Zaps back in the yeah. day. Yeah, it might have still been that when I first started. But I took lessons there in middle school. And I was, I was like a shitty student. I would not practice and go in and want to learn more stuff. And they'd always be like, no, you <coughs> didn't practice. You have to. We're not yeah. going to teach you new stuff unless you practice. But then I broke my ankle skateboarding. And from that, my friend let me borrow a bass that he had. It was this like, I think it was a short scale, like, I don't even know what brand it was. Oh, I and I was like, oh, him. shit. And at the time, another friend of mine, Tyler, was getting, he was like, he had started playing bass already mm -hmm. and let me use his a little bit. And then I ended up getting my own. And around that time, he also showed me bands like Victor Wooten and like we were getting into Pink Floyd and Led mm -hmm. Zeppelin and all this awesome stuff. So that cameo that you're... Lovely girlfriend <laughs> meant a lot, right? That meant a lot to you. It sure did. So you got a cameo, which is for people who don't know out there, it's a shout out from someone that you look up to, a celebrity, and you got Victor Wooten saying happy birthday mm -hmm. to you, which is amazing. It was pretty yeah. amazing. What a great idea. Somebody was just sitting out there being like, yo, let's get the celebrities. Like Some of them, like they, they charge like $75 per call. I know. You know. It's crazy. I don't know how much these were. Some are a lot. Gift. You know. Yeah. But that's amazing, though, that that happened. Please continue about the bass journey, though. So yeah, I started playing bass in eighth grade while my ankle was broken and then just kind of didn't look back. I don't know. I just kept going. Mm -hmm. um, would play in bands in high school. Like um, We had a band called Autologic and then we had another band called Scene Double. You know, high school bands. I believe all I Logic saw was, one of those bands. I'm sure you, you did. played the courtyard, right? Like mm -hmm. a courtyard. Yeah, oh yeah, we used to play game. the courtyard. So all did the you time. play the courtyard when you walk out and you set up like basically like right there, so everybody could like, like it was the setup that was like right out the door to the left of well, if you're coming what from they the cafeteria. Would, what they used to do back then was each band would set up in a different corner. Oh, nice. So Top of the world style. There was exactly. There's no turnover. <laughs> the the kids just, did it first. We did it me. first. <laughs> well, whoever set it yeah. up. Um their idea but yeah it's cool. so i played in a few different spots in the courtyard we had so at pw, PW there was a courtyard and uh, the high school after we to, had left he went to as well. um so when we went to plymouth white marsh high school the 
cow path is what they used to call it because they used to paint the walls white and then put some black spots on it and that was what the seniors did one year back in the mm-hmm. day before my class and it was like huh who are these people but basically um everybody was not allowed to go out to where that courtyard was because it had a greenhouse in it that was like overrun you remember that in high school yeah, dude, I remember it. Yeah, I was out there. And like, oh, yeah, they used to grow stuff, but not no more. And you're like, <laughs> but why can't I go out there? You know, the door's locked, but then eventually they opened up the courtyards and stuff. But at one time in the 90s, they're like, nah, sorry, greenhouse don't work. Global warming. Global warming. Maybe that was the beginning of it. But yeah, the idea, though, that uh, our, our school, Plymouth White Marsh, also had like a... Um, a lot of bands, a bevy of bands, mm-hmm. if you will. There's always just the, the countless ones from Plump Timmy to, uh, you know, like. Plump Timmy? Yeah, Plump Timmy a was a band. Uh, <laughs> I was in a band called Delta Nine. Um, Phaser was Judah Kim's first band. Uh, there was a great band called Dole, which was Dave Bowles' band uh, called Dole. Dole. <laughs> and Dole Before rocked. My dude. Time. Like, I don't have no, like, no camera, no memory of this, but I just have these. Fragment memories of like the '90s of like this band just ripping it, and Chrissy Spear was in the fucking band. It was the first time I ever saw a girl in a band, and I was just like, "Yes, this is awesome!" Like, the, like she sat in the middle and just held it on F or whatever, but it was like so badass. And I was like, "Yes," nice. you know, "Fuck yeah!" But that was just so inspirational. I imagine it was for you too as well, mm-hmm. like growing up in an environment where there's a bunch of musicians who are flourishing in an environment such as Colonial. Yeah, they really did a lot for us. They mm-hmm. put on so many shows and like. I don't know where else we would we did one other gig outside of there in high school at music training center wow but all of my shows during high school were at the school like where i mean where else mm-hmm. would they be maybe like a park or something but i don't know obviously and that would have like such an appeal though when you would play something like, i remember like if i played somewhere beside school i'd be like oh this is it this we made is, it this is the path i remember lots of gigs like that where it was like uh oh this is the one <laughs> you know <laughs> this is the one that's going the like- guys in the back like <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you've got it. Yeah, right. That- oh, dude. And it's just, uh, I, my, 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 my favorite is when somebody uh, is just like, yeah, man, Bob, we're having a great time. We're having a great time. So what happened with Downtown Harvest? Uh, why didn't you guys make it? And it's just like, ah, <laughs> like you should have made it. And this is like, what do you say to somebody? Dude. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I guess I'll go about my merry way now and pay seventeen twenty five for a bowl of pokey down the street and think, <laughs> yeah, I could have been in a rock and roll band. Should have made it. Should have. Would have. Coulda. It don't really bother me much anymore because now there's like, you know, it's like the apocalypse and like the world's just so messed up that it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're being a good person, you know, mm-hmm. like that's all it really matters that's is just, true. you know, putting out the right vibe and then mm-hmm. things will follow. But so the bass just evolved. Did you continue to play drums? Um, Every now and then mm-hmm. um, I would hop on the drums, but not too much. Mm-hmm. Not really. And then in college, I was still playing, but I wasn't really playing in any bands for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of the looping stuff just at my house That's when you or began in my dorm. Loop. How, how I think long have I, you been looping I might for? have started doing it in high school. I can't remember, to be honest. And it was more of just like a practice tool mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, wow. Okay, that's just cool. Like yeah, I've done stuff like that. I like repetition. Like yeah, loop a fun. little bass line or something and try mm-hmm. to come up with something else let me ask you a question uh because i don't want to forget it but this is one that i prepped in my mind today what's the longest loop you've ever done the longest loop like Like, you know what i mean like Like, single loop like like texture wise like layers like you know what i mean like as far as like 
how how far have you gone in loops and you know sampling um i mean some when i'm practicing at home it could end up being like an hour but, like yeah an hour on one thing i'll you know, just like play yeah. over it a bunch and like slowly layer it and then i eventually figure out the quickest way to do that so like if i was on stage you don't want to yeah. see me fucking figure something out yeah that's for an hour yeah that's, that's the worst terrible and boring so i'd eventually figure out how to be like okay do this like loop doom here we go and now i have like another time and a half for it to come around to like change my tone change mm -hmm. pedals and like get ready to play the chords or mm -hmm. something with an effect that's good and figure that out eventually so it's like a coherent thing now, i can't wait to check this out speaking of which where can i find you on the internet when it's time to listen to you yeah where can you find uh... on the internet most of my handles are at funky coop 10 YouTube, I don't have enough followers yet to have a handle, so help me out with that, and then it'll be easier to find me. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like Instagram, Facebook, at FunkyCoop10. At FunkyCoop10? FunkyCoop10. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one um, we want. And my name under there, it's Koopaloop. Yeah, so it's, it's, great, it's great that, stuff, ladies you, and gentlemen. We're going to hear uh, some of it later tonight uh, here it's in the tough. show. There he are actually other brought people all of his gear here to the that. lounge. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. You know, and uh, yeah, can't, can't wait to wait. say. I yeah. can't wait to hear, it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, as far as music goes, I mean, it's it's nice to have, right? Like it's nice to have mm -hmm. in your life, right? Like I can't Absolutely. imagine what it would be like not to like express yourself either. musically. You know, like, I, it's like all I do. It's so weird, I right? Don't know. What do you I think about do that ever? It. Do you ever think about like what people think <laughs> who are not musically inclined? Like how how do they? You know what I mean? Like how do you not do something creative? It's so wild, right? To step into the shoes of somebody else like that and be like, wait a minute, I can't do anything. But like, do you think it's because they physically can't or it's that they mentally won't allow themselves to do it? I don't like, know. do you think anybody could be taught anything is what I'm saying. Like with a Neuralink with I Elon think, Musk, I, I think, think it's so. possible. Yeah. Even if you're not, if you're taught it and you end up not being good, you were still like, I'm sure mm -hmm. you could still just like, doom, boom, boom. No. Boom, boom, boom. That is the question. Easy. But yeah, dude, people that aren't into music, like, are freaks to people like us. Oh, I, I, someone's like, like oh, I don't really yeah. listen to music. Oh, what I don't do listen to mean? music. I don't listen what to music. What do you mean? I just listen to whatever is on. Podcasts. Like, what? I listen yeah. to books on tape. Books I, on tape. Podcasts. I don't enjoy music because it's just not for me. I had a guy tell me he didn't like music. Yeah, yeah. It's weird when people do that because <laughs> like, it's like, like I don't, what? When somebody what does they, that, it takes away, like, or, or, or like, Say, for instance, like when you say, oh, I really like the Smashing Pumpkins and someone's like, it's not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just sun you like right in the moment. You know what I mean? And you're like, what the, f you know, like why did you? So I never, even if somebody says, oh, I really like this so-and-so band, like I'll never say, oh, I, they're not for me. Because it's like, why be like that? You know, why take away somebody's luster for music in general? But like, I don't know. People are weird like that, man. Back it's on this, like, so someone says, no, I don't like music. He said, "So a I, song I comes like on, music. like what's like, a great song? Name any great song, and it uh, comes on. Bob Dylan, you know. Bob Rolling Dylan, Stone, Rolling Stones, Legend, you know, anything. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, and the guy's like, oh, can you turn this off? I don't like music. Oh yeah, not like right. I don't like this band. Like I just don't like it. What do you? I, I never felt. What do you do in the car when you're driving person. somewhere? Like I never felt like I couldn't relate to somebody more in my yeah. life than when he uttered those words. I was just like, <laughs> You know what? Oh my god. That's crazy to me. I bet Trump doesn't like music. 
Did I ever? I, I did. I called out the rock shop once on the the Bobcast, right? I had to, but I'll do it again. Like I would go in there and like they, you know nobody would look at me. I'd be like, the what? The rock shop in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. What's that? It's a place that sells records, you know, music and stuff like oh, that. that. It used place. to be next yeah, to the comic yeah. book store. The people don't even look at you. They just like sit there checking their phones and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't look the type to buy some shit here. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like. You looked at, like the type that would buy a record. No, I just got Spotify now. I sold out. I sold out big. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll take it all with it's me too easy. out there at Valley Green. Just you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I download shit and just go out and listen to podcasts. You live near Valley Green, right? Yeah. What's, I live your, in West what's Hicken. your favorite spot there? Ooh. Hmm. It's quite a few, huh? There's this one spot. So if you park by um what's the little cafe in chestnut hill that's right there bruno's bruno's and chestnut hill yeah bruno's the one yeah bruno's so you park there and you'll walk down forbidden drive for a little and then you can go up a trail near there Mm -hmm. and when you keep going all the way up and then it opens up into this big field yeah i go there every day yeah it's awesome i think i know the exact one you're talking about but i come the other way i come from friendlies down over that okay yeah yeah it's amazing you know i hope it gets touched you know yeah, just leave a lot, it. A lot of Don't land here it. in Plymouth Meeting has been uh, cut down. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Plymouth Ele- Elementary. Uh, they cut down all the woods there, and the, there was like a Zorro castle oh, yeah. that was existing behind there. A Zorro mm-hmm. castle, ladies and gentlemen. If you couldn't hear me over the rickety chairs here in the lounge. It's right. It's like It looks like... I, I highly recommend you drive by it before they knock it down. They knocked down the house in the front, which must have been from the 1700s, or excuse me, 1800s. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I never knew it was there. There were so much trees there, but they're mm-hmm. knocking it down to extend that I neighborhood. Know. Everything's gone now. Yeah, Everything. Did you see that pile of rocks outside of Colonial Middle School? Let me uh, put this into the mic because nobody can hear you over there. Not even at all? No. No. Let me, let me see. Go ahead. Check one, two. Eh, you got to get a little louder. Go ahead. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We got to get a third mic. Oh. If anybody wants to donate a, mic- a microphone for Mickey, you can email me at bobsfamilyphotos at gmail.com. Hey, Bob! <laughs> I got all these phones, man. The pictures, man. Don't worry about that, son. We'll be able to download them in no time and get them into your wallet. Yes. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. <laughs> Coop, what are you listening to right now? What do you uh, got um, your Spotify? Ooh, let me pull it up. Can't even remember. Yeah, let's pull out our Spotify's. Um, I mean, someone. I'm always listening to like. What was I listening to earlier? Uh, Caleb Holly. You know Caleb Holly at all? Uh, no. I'll look He's it up. like, him, a singer songwriter. I know him like because a lot of the guys from Wolfpack will post about him a lot, and his stuff is awesome. It's like indie rock pop. Like some of it sounds really poppy, but mm-hmm. the lyrics are and like production and everything, it's so good. He's awesome. Um, can you send Corey, it to me? We can do I that, can. right? You can send um, Spotify links, right? Yeah. Uh, Corey Wong, the guitar player from Wolfpack. It's um, a shame you can't Marcus play any Miller. of this stuff. Also, I've been listening to Dopapod. Do listen to Dopapod. Oh, Dopapod! They're fucking awesome. Let me check that out. They get thrown into the jam band category a lot, which they are. They do that, but they're, if you listen to their albums, they're just like, I don't even know how to describe them. It's like heavy, funky, dancey, yeah, I like jammy, that stuff. but like, 
with a direction. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. love jam bands, but obviously I know why people don't like them because mm-hmm. it just kind of goes on. Yeah, it goes on and on. You need the you need the release. You need the mountaintop, Overbot and then you need the to crash. Shit. You know, um, Lotus. Do you listen to Lotus? I picked Lotus up at the airport once with Chris Wood in Los Angeles. Are you fucking kidding me? In the green van. (laughs) Somebody from Lotus. I'm not sure who it was. He had glasses and he was a jovial man, a little shorter than uh, Chris and I. It was either Mike Rempel or Mike Greenfield. I can't remember, but I know (laughs) Chris knew him from Grimace Federation and we had to go pick him up. Because he's the drummer and I'm sure they know each other. And we also didn't, we forgot that we. We we drove all that way with the pipe, like right in the front seat. And we started bugging out when we got to the airport because there's cops everywhere. It was good times. So what was it like playing on all those cruise ships? Did you ever get sick? Not once? Seasick? Tell everybody what you did out there, like who are new um, to the for about two, world. <laughs> for about two and a half years, um, I was playing music on a cruise ship with the Funky T. So we were the like the party band. Mm-hmm. So... If you've ever been on a cruise, I'm, or I mean, you don't have to have been on a cruise to understand this, but... I think you kind of do, though, because there's something about being at sea <laughs> drunk with a band. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, it's all like, the rules are off. At Like, later at night, after all the shows and like after dinner, we would play in the nightclub or, like, a lounge mm-hmm. for people to go and dance and have a good time, mm-hmm. which was great. Like, that's what we were awesome at. And then they'd also have us play at, like, 5 o'clock in the afternoon when it's, like... A bunch of old people are like about to eat dinner already and like they want us to be playing like really soft music like, yeah. why are you having we're so why are loud. we here like, why are we here yeah <laughs> why and we eventually learned how to like play to that crowd but anyway mm-hmm. yeah for about two and a half years i was in a band on cruise ships so we'd go for like a few months at a time come home for a little bit and then go back for a few months at a time back and forth back. and like how, how many uh it was awesome places did you visit I went to about 37 different countries in like two and a half years. And what was your favorite place to visit when you were on this ship? New Zealand. Ooh, mate. Fucking amazing. Grande. The Kiwis. (laughs) Yeah. um, That section of the world is really special. I've never been, but uh, I've, you know, been friends with some Australians and they, they probably, I I talked to them actually through Facebook messenger and they showed me like mornings there. I'm just like, Oh God. But um, we got to go to the Lord of the Rings Hobbit set. Oh, it's great! It's still there. That's it, amazing. They left that there too. Well, right? now so it's just like a it's like a museum. Is it like a museum a that you have to pay to get in, or is it? Or, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome if it wasn't like that. It's just like free for all. Do you have to pay to get in Stonehenge? I don't know. I have not been. That would be crushing if I got there and they're like, "Okay, it's two fifty, mate." <laughs> yeah, right. Like what? 400 pounds. I think you have to make a blood sacrifice to get into Stonehenge. <laughs> Back check. Uh, so that whole time you never got seasick? Never seasick to the point of like vomiting. Yeah. But there were a couple of times where I, my stomach okay. was like, oh God. So what was it like? The first week I got yeah. it because I was like not used to it at all. Mm-hmm. And then it was fine. And then one time we were, we were near New Zealand. Um, in the Tasman Sea. Mm-hmm. So it's like in between New Zealand and Australia. And it was so rocky. Not even just like rocky, but we were all in the bar. And like, we were, if you can see me, we were like getting pushed yeah, from he's one side of the room to forth. the other. And it was not like, oh, like this is crazy. Like they, you couldn't stop yourself. Yeah. That's the only crazy. Time I would get seasick, not when it was like that, but when it would do this, like the up the and dip. down. Yeah. Rock. Ugh. 
Yeah, it's, it's wild. If you get a beer and a ginger ale at the same time and like sip on each back and forth. Wow, how about that? Good you to go. that tonight. Good to go. <laughs> nice here on the Bobcast. Um, yeah, so I loved going on cruise ships. And then I was uh, with the East of the Hebrides Scottish Irish Entertainment. And I went on a cruise ship and I was going to wear a kilt and like, you know, perform or whatever with uh, my buddy Drew. He was my roommate. And I contacted Norwalk virus. And uh, what is that? So it's a virus that actually kills 300,000 to 400,000 people per year, but it's not talked about. So, I mean, it is what it is, but this is just stuff that exists in the world that people don't speak to. But Norwalk is very common on cruise ships. It's the one that everybody would get. Like norovirus? Yeah, norovirus. Norwalk, norovirus, same thing. Like We just call it GI. Nice. So sure. I had it and it was the worst thing I ever had in my life. It yeah. was like pure pain for eight hours before I had to call somebody and then like, ooh, you're going to be quarantined. quarantined. And I was in there for 34 hours and I lost my mind. I blew out the blood vessels in my eyes from from the nausea. Oh, no. And I looked like I was like a zombie. And then they dropped me and Drew off at St. Kitts. And we stayed there for like a week on the dime of the cruise ship because I told them I didn't feel well. And we had our own wow. little adventure, which is cool, you know. But And I haven't St. been Kitts back on a, a cruise ship. Place. It was wonderful, dude. Mm-hmm. We stayed at the OTI, you know, and everybody <laughs> enjoyed our company and I enjoyed theirs. We rented mopeds. Yep. And uh, Fuck yeah. we, we traveled around the island and we went to a part where like, I think the locals, I just had this feeling that we shouldn't be going there, you know? Mm. And like, we get all the way deep into the bush. And the next thing I know, like Drew stops the bike and I stop my bike and he's like, I got to take a piss. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. And then like, I look, I look to my left, right? And I never forget this guy's face, man. It was so horrifying. He was in between two houses and he was a native to the island and he was staring at me in such a way that was so evil. And as I looked down, he had no pants on and he starts coming towards Drew and I and I'm like kicking the bike to get in the gear. Oh, fuck. And this nude guy's coming towards us, man. And we just have to kick off in the high gear. It was wild. Whew. But living abroad, things will happen like that. And you know what? It's true. I miss those moments in life. I have a I child miss those now. too. You know? I'm happy to be not yeah, doing I'm it anymore. But um, well. I do miss it for sure. Anything to drink it? You know, water no, or something? I have water and tea. I'm pretty sure I reenacted that scene. I'm sorry, what's that? What did you say? Up. I'm pretty sure I reenacted that scene when I was living in LA. I walked <laughs> naked between two houses out into traffic. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Tom went outside, dude. He did on a dare. I was like, Tom, just go ahead out there and sit by the, the street in a chair. And then the goth band came by and they were like, ah, these guys from Philly. We lived in this like tiny box, man, which was the Bob's Disco House. We lived in basically this room, four or five guys with a bathroom. We had Ooh. sections, you know. For how long? Uh, two. We, the whole too span long. was too, too long. Yeah, two years maybe, two and a half years oh, he stayed. Yeah. Fuck. And uh, that was the disco house. The real disco house was that place. Um, oh, I miss the way there was a ceiling fan. And I've talked about this before. The ceiling fan at night, we would turn the lights off and the fan would go on. And I swear to God, best sleep I've ever had existed in Bob's disco house. It was like a vacuum. And it just sucked me into sleep. And everybody had great, great sleep there. Man. And we came up with the first album there. And that must be why the first album is so great. So you guys didn't kill each other. Yeah, we had we, we we had a few moments. We had a few moments. Well, I mean, so Mickey's here in the audience tonight. Everybody knows Ultra MK here on the Bobcast. True, 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 Mickey. true. Like to give a Mi- shout out to Funky Coop Ten <laughs> on all handles, baby. Check them out. All the exactly. Handles. So Mickey just calls me one day and he's like, uh, "Yo, Bob, I'm on the ten. I'm like, "What?" 
He's like, I'm on the 10. I'm coming to you right now. And I'm like, you're here in California? <laughs> and then he came and that was it. History. But yeah, there's nothing quite like the history. The history is being made right now. You know, like what's going on in the world. Do you watch Saturday Night Live, Coop? Uh, not really. If I hear about like, oh, you got check out this one skit or somebody's check opening. Check out last week's well, opening. when uh, I watched it. Oh, when Jim Carrey becomes Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that. No, no, I didn't watch that. Jeff, Jim Carrey metamorphosizes into Jeff Goldblum. Oh, thing. my God. It is amazing. Okay, I will watch it. What's your favorite movie, Coop? My favorite movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. Probably Goodfellas. What's Chad Goodfellas? What's, What's that? Chad Deep. Oh, shit. Spider. <laughs> and Spider Our gets young his Christopher as Spider. Dude, he got so much from that one role, you know? Mm-hmm. Shoots him in the foot, tells him to go fuck himself. It's a great movie, though. I mean... I love that movie. My, I remember, like, I was, like, 11 years old when it came out, and I remember, like, it won winning the Oscars and my parents having the VHS tape and then mm. being like, don't let Bobby see it. Oh. You know? Bobby. And I was so, like, I couldn't wait to see it for the first time, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, like, I get it. They're gangsters, you know, but... Hey, what a great uh, movie. Hey, you, you could almost say that Chris Monticello role made him. <laughs> <laughs> what a <Cool>. dick. <laughs> Remind me to record a boom. Yeah, right. We need <laughs> that, that right one. in there. Um, that movie is really good. Did you see uh, The Irishman? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that? I wasn't a fan. Me wasn't neither. Too, and I, like, it was good. It was just fucking long. Really long. I have, guess I have no attention span, but like I didn't like. I it felt either, like it to was too long. Down. And I didn't. As much as I love like De Niro mm -hmm. and Pesci, Pesci was good because he was he looked old and was he playing did. an old guy. But like and De Niro, just get somebody younger to yeah. play this role and then make him up to look older. De Niro, there's scenes when he's younger and he's like killing people you can see he's just like yeah, moving he, like an like like old a, you're like what is this it looks like the polar doing? express it looks yeah, like the polar express out like, there oh, in world war ii the uncanny valley yeah exactly oh, fuck. but uh, why I, didn't like I, I was so hyped for that and i remember like putting it on and being like oh dude i'm not gonna be able to stay awake I it moves me, like, at a snail pace i know he's trying to do that on purpose scorsese i think the show aging but did you ever see uh what was the one that i really dug what's that religious one um it's a with Andrew Scorsese Garfield. Did? Yeah, Scorsese did it with Andrew Garfield and Temperaments and Permanence. No, that's not it. It's something like that. I didn't it's see a good it. one. It's a good one. I'm drawing a blank here. It's not my fault. Thirty minutes and twenty three seconds into the show. I can't help it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta dig deep into the vernacular. But yeah, I mean <laughs> Aviator though. I mean that's gotta be my favorite Scorsese movie. I actually haven't seen it. Whoa, Coop, tonight, treat yourself. <laughs> That's a long one, too. It's a long one, but it'll keep your attention. I don't attention. mind a long movie, but the Irishman just, like, drug on. I know. What's that? Silence. Silence. You ever see Silence? No, I didn't see that. No, the good Scors Scorsese one. What about The Last Temptation of Christ, the controversial one where everyone's like, no. I haven't seen that either. That's wild. I got a, I got a lot of movies I haven't seen. Nothing wrong with that. That's actually good. There's a lot of them. I like when people like when they're like, "You haven't seen it." Like, don't you realize that he can still enjoy the experience for the first time? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you? You know, why do people do that? My friend says he vaults 
shows and movies that are like people are like you got to see it and he's like, mm-hmm. i'll save it because eventually all these shows and movies that come out suck so yeah you still have all these good movies to watch that's what i'm doing are you looking forward to uh getting back to playing live yes and you are Fuck, right yeah. now right? i mean i've played a few gigs mm-hmm. um the funky t and emily drinker have played a couple of private backyard parties mm-hmm. um i played with emily and my friend kyle at um Dilworth Park mm-hmm. at City Hall. Me and Maggie just played at 118 North in Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I guess that's it. I think those are all the gigs I've done. And then, we, yeah, that's it. We recorded um, a virtual set for um, Philly Folk Fest mm-hmm. for Emily, which felt like a gig because we like we had to be on and like playing mm-hmm. really well. And then. We were playing in a friend's backyard, which is like this beautiful scenery, and a few people came to watch. So it did feel like a gig because we were like playing to an audience. There's nothing quite like that. It's only been a few Mm -hmm. since. I can't wait to get back out. I know. Um, I'm thinking about starting a band, huh? Let's do it right now. (laughs) Let's go down to the basement. We got enough people. I know, right? We do. Uh, we got a, a plethora of gear here that we're going to hear in a moment. Um, of all these pedals right here, like we've got the Boomerang, Ooh. the Aftershock, the MXR. Well, actually, maybe you should talk, you should talk about talk your pedals. gear. Talk <laughs> about your favorite. Talk about your favorite pedal. My favorite one. Yeah. It, it's a toss up between that purple Source Audio envelope filter. That's yeah. like Old Faithful. That's I've had that for so long, and it's got all my like go to okay filters and stuff. If you don't know what filters, it's the thing that it's like, like wah, like waka yeah. waka waka, but mm-hmm. it does it automatically. I have a pedal to plug into that to make it like the, like the crybaby effect. style. Yeah. But then that uh, Source Audio C4 synth, mm-hmm. that is the coolest fucking pedal I've ever used. I mean, I'll sh- I'll show it to you in a little bit. It's just got all these synth sounds, and you, on the record, a lot of that stuff that you're hearing, mm-hmm. there's no keyboard on there. It's all that pedal. Like that's awesome i'm yeah. doing that and i'm like layering it in pro in there, tools yeah. so like a synth like a chord sounding type of thing i would play each part of the chord like the root fifth third whatever the voicing is and then bounce that as one track together and it sounds like mm, like a keyboard yeah could have been easier to just get somebody to do it but i, uh, I want to see if i can do it yeah I it's good to it's good to challenge yourself then, it worked. Um, so that, I don't know. That one's the newer one. Other than the loop pedal. The loop pedal is my newest one. But um, Well, I'm excited to hear it here tonight. Live in the lounge. Live in the lounge. On the Bobcast. With Koopa Loop. How about you, uh, you play us a song? Okay.
I mean, I'm breathless right now. You know, I, I can't even speak. I mean, you first off, the Nirvana cover, if they take us down, it is what it is. It was a beautiful song. I appreciate you doing that cover. 
you know, and dedicating it to the lounge and the spirits here tonight. Uh, the other stuff that, that you wrote, man, is just amazing. It's so um, vibrant. It's so, um, to me, it's just, it screams like somebody out there needs to suck this album up and put it into their films, into their video games, way. you know? Yeah, big shout out to uh, Koopa Loop. You can find him at Funky Coop 10 on all major uh, social medias out there. But true artistic genius over here, creative, talented individual. Oh my Mad God. respect. Thank you. <laughs> so Coop, where, where do you want people to listen to your album at? Where? Oh, that's always a weird question now. I, know, I guess right? Spotify. Spotify is the spot. Stream it on Spotify. It'll be for sale on Bandcamp. Uh, if anyone uses that. And hopefully Bandcamp. in the future, you're going to bring the, the live show? Yeah, eventually. Um, I have a vision of... It would be like me, a drummer, a keyboard player, and maybe a guitar player or someone who could play bass and guitar. Or just another bass player would be fucking awesome. Mm. That would be sick. But I would, you know, when shows can happen more, I know some shows are happening now, but I yeah. want to do the, what I just did here. Yeah, why don't you do, like, do, I've done two gigs like you, that. That would be perfect for the grape room window. I know, I should hit up Scooter. Yeah, Scooter, you if just, you're listening, I'm going to hit I you I mean, up. like, that would be perfect, you know, because it's like they can only do acoustic acts, but you would, you would get that straight vibing out, dude. Mm-hmm. I can help I'm you. Out. I can up. actually help you out with that with Scoot. I'll see if I can send an email. Well, you know, uh, oh, I know, you know Scooter. You know Scoot, and you also know um, Kevin. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Andorra. He's been here on the show in the lounge live. But yeah, I really appreciate you coming in and doing that. It was amazing. You know, it's the first time. first time that there's been a guest in this room, though. Definitely in this lounge, and uh, it was amazing. It so was great it. to be here. Um, definitely, Thanks for uh, having me. check out his music. You know, yeah. Go Koopa on Spotify, Loop. just put put it, download it, listen to it over and Woo! over again, and uh, make sure you support him. Koopa Loop, the album, October 23rd. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.